don't think it can happen to you. The hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video. And now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and of course now this podcast show. And you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DistractedDB, and you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. All right, lots to talk about, lots to talk about since it's been, seems like 10 days or so since I've hooked up with you guys. Um, as everybody knows, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Not only the sporting world, uh, the political world, uh, all sorts of crazy stuff going on in the world. Um, out here in L.A., wow, where where do I go? City council people, my gosh. And this is not a political show. I just need to kill a few extra seconds here while I'm getting my audio set up for what I need to talk about today. I got to tell you, it's uh, it's quite astonishing now how the L.A. City Council just screwed the pooch with their racist comments and stuff. That is so unnecessary. It's a shame that you guys are in office still. And for the ones that already resigned, well, good for you, but yeah, you just got to think before you speak. You know, microphones are everywhere. Cameras are everywhere. And then you guys are trying to figure out who leaked it? Come on. It's probably one of you guys leaked it because you wanted them to move up the corporate ladder and stuff. So you decided to uh, leak it yourself and act like, oh, I'm the victim here. But you're not the victim. You're the perpetrator in a way. Uh, speaking of perpetrators, we have quite a few perpetrators. Uh, one of them who's still on the loose, I believe. One of them who turned themselves in. And one of them who got chased down by a dedicated mom who wasn't going to take no for an answer. Well, I don't know where I go from there. But that's the kind of show we got going on today. And uh, now that things are kind of winding down a little bit, uh, uh, the craziness and stuff, um, you know, we're getting ready for the holidays and stuff coming up soon. Got to think about that. You got to think about safety. You got to think about your own protection. You got to think about what is going on. And I got to tell you, in one of my stories, 
uh, I was watching the news last night, matter of fact, um, and they did a follow-up on one of the stories that I did, and they've commented about that more and more people are starting to realize that there's jackasses on the road, and that now in each, or at least in their community where this event took place, they're actually, they're actually taking heed in what's going on, and, and they, they want people to drive properly. The speed limit could have been 35, but people are driving 50, 55, 60 at times. This is where the problem lies. Um, if the citizens are now starting to take action, where is the police? Where are the officers that are there to protect, to serve and protect uh, and I've talked about this before, every now and then, hey, just go ahead and get those unmarked cars out there. Park on the side of the road. You're going to find, you're going to find people going up and down the road all the time in crazy events. That's when you strike. That's when you go ahead and take it to the next level. And that is when you will go ahead and get your tickets. You start, you know, given tickets and start prosecuting these people, the offenders, the word is going to get out. Once the word gets out, you know, you're going to change the narrative. You're going to change the system to a way that it should be changed. You're going to change it to the way that we're going to go ahead and quite honestly get these violators off the road. You start ticketing them. You start hitting them in the wallet. Don't put them in jail. That's not going to start levying in five, six hundred dollars, a thousand dollars each and every time they get a ticket. Yeah, that's going to do a lot. That's going to like make me slow down if I was a violator, if I was a speeder, and you know, rule breaker to, when it comes to traffic. Yeah, you better believe. You better believe I would slow down in a heartbeat. Because if you hit them in the wallet, yeah, that's going to hurt. You send them to jail, they're going to bail out in probably about an hour and a half, two hours. And, you know, they're going to go slap on a hand. Bam. Oh, wow, that hurt. Okay, yeah. And then they're going to continue on doing what they do because they, okay, I paid a little bit of a fine. And then I moved on. But you start slamming them a little bit harder than that. And if that doesn't get through to them and they're repeat fenders and stuff like that, then now, okay, let's take this up to the next level. Let's get it where it's really going to be. Put them in a week in jail. And if that doesn't help, you know, give them two weeks. After that, just jump up to a month. Put them in jail for a month. Uh, then fine them, you know. And maybe, you know, maybe what I need to do is come up with a checklist a criteria if you will dresher's law dresher's law when it comes to moving violations you know and now you know it amplifies if if you're you know hit a car or you crash into something or you hit somebody and run yeah all bets are off on that uh we just lock you up for six months straight up and you're you're the guilty one yeah Imagine, imagine yourself being in a hit and run. You run, actually. 
And then you realize, man, I screwed up. And you end up turning yourself in. Man, that has got to be the gutsiest call there is. When you turn yourself in, are you looking for leniency or are you going to forget? You know, you're looking for forgiveness. What are you looking for when it comes to this kind of event? And why would you run in the first place? Because they got your license plate number. They got your vehicle registration because I don't think that anybody is going to open their glove box, pull their registration out. Or are you going to say, oh, my car was stolen? Yeah, that one. That one goes over far. Especially when there's lots of witnesses that know, oh, this is the lady or this is the gentleman that did this. He car, His car or her car was not stolen, people. Nope. Anyways, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. And I think it's now time for something that we haven't done in just a little bit. And it's, you know, something that I think is kind of important. Let's think about what the previous show we had. What was our top story from the previous show? And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. story from the previous show and of course it comes from abc 13 in houston and quite honestly it's about somebody who did something wrong and where they ended up going to jail for a short period of time and then once they got out of jail within hours within hours they did something and landed themselves right back into jail Again, this is from ABC 13 Houston, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Just hours after being paroled for his third DWI conviction, a man allegedly got behind the wheel drunk again. And this time, police say he caused a crash that killed a 14-year-old boy in Galveston. ABC 13's Brooke Taylor has more on what we know about the suspect's past and the young victim who lost his life. According to these records, he was serving a three-year sentence, so he would have been in jail until 2024, but he was eligible for parole on Friday. He made it, and he was let out early. Heartbroken family members consoling each other, grieving the loss of Mason Nelson, who was just 14 years old. Kind of a goofy kid, not just sweet, and just wanted to make everyone smile. You know, he's just kind of like the guy that no one could not like because he's just so sweet. Vincent Lorfis was Mason's Little League baseball coach. He saw him the night before. Galveston police say Mason was in a Jeep with four others when a Toyota SUV slammed into them. Surveillance footage from a neighbor captures just how fast that SUV was going. The impact so strong, neighbors ran to help. Bam, real loud went to him, bad. No tires, really, just a loud crash. Galveston police arrested the driver, 28-year-old Keith Brazier, now charged with murder. Police believe Brazier was drinking and driving, and if that's the case, it wouldn't be the first time. Records show he was convicted of DWI in April of 2016 and September of 2019. Most recently, in January 2021, he was serving a three-year sentence at the TDCJ. But on Friday, he got out on parole. Now he's accused of killing a 14-year-old the same day of his early release. Brazier's bond has been set at $500,000. As a memorial grows, loved ones and community members can't help but think this deadly crash was avoidable. What's the system? You know, I don't understand the system. I mean, I don't understand it. You know, they 
You're in there for a reason. Four others were taken to the hospital. At least one person is in critical condition. I have reached out to the TDCJ to get comment from them, but we have not heard back so far. In the newsroom, I'm Brooke Taylor, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. That was the top story from the previous show. Again, that's the top story from the previous show. And I want to thank ABC 13 for allowing me to use the sound. ABC 13 out of Houston. And I appreciate them, again, for allowing me to use the sound. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to have a story about a hit and run. And... You know, hit and runs are my biggest pet peeve there is. I just don't understand people. Um, it just drives me crazy that, that people still continue to do hit and runs. They act like nothing happened. They just take off. And you can't tell me that you don't know that you were involved in a hit and run. But when you end up doing a 13-year-old boy, All bets are off. Any child. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to DistractedDriversBuster.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Lesser, the creator of DistractedDriversBuster.com. And of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DestructedDBTV, at DestructedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DestructedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon. Just type in the keyword DestructedDB, and you'll get all the archive shows of DestructedDriversBusted.com. And of course, you know, all these shows are free. You don't have to subscribe to it, you know, just indicate uh, that you're following me through on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Um, I usually follow people back. Uh, I don't need any, um, you know, any justifications or anything like that. I just do it just as a PSA, a public service announcements type show, if you want. Um, That's what I do. 
And uh, again, I appreciate everybody who follows me and downloads the shows and listens to them. Again, uh, this is just something that I do because I was involved in a crash, in a motorcycle crash back in the day. And I don't want to see anybody else in the same situation that I was at one time. All right, so you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. And this story here comes from ABC7 in New York. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. A 13-year-old boy is dead. His sister injured in a hit-and-run crash on Long Island. And the driver is still being sought after. And the young boy and the young girl, they were walking in a bike lane. And when an SUV came up, and without any warning, they ended up getting hit. And the brother kind of pulled his sister to the side, and he ended up getting hit and killed. And there is no justification for somebody not to stop. So now you're a felon. And they're going to find you. It may take years, but they will find you. And when they do, I hope they throw away the key when they lock you up. Again, here's a story from ABC7 New York, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Police on Long Island are searching for a hit-and-run driver who struck a brother and sister walking along a road in Suffolk County. The 13-year-old siblings were in the bike lane on Granny Road in Coram last night around 7.30 when they were hit by a driver in an SUV. The boy was killed. Eyewitness News reporter Stacey Sager spoke with their stunned and heartbroken mother. Stacey is near the scene of the accident with the very latest. Stacey. Well, as you know, this is a tragedy on so many levels and devastating for this boy's family right now. We are here on Granny Road. As you said, it's a very problematic road. Cars speeding here. We've seen them throughout the day. At night, it's even worse. And now Suffolk County Police really need your help, and so does this family. He's my hero. And his mother is now heartbroken. She says her son, 13-year-old Tyler Phillips, was struck and killed Wednesday by a hit-and-run driver while walking in the bike lane here on Granny Road in Corum at 7.25 p.m., walking with his sister, Crystal, who tells us they never saw it coming. Just a quick glimpse of an SUV with no lights on. All I see was a great car. We expect the vehicle involved to have front and or side passenger damage. We are currently canvassing the area for witnesses and video. Crystal has a sprained arm, but they tell us this could have easily been two kids killed. The car hit her first and then ended up, like, I guess he went to go jump and grab her, and it just took him. They tried to resuscitate him in an ambulance. He he was gone for 30 minutes. They took him to Stony Brook Hospital, and then he was... His vertebrae and his skull got separated, and he has no brain function. He's gone. A tragedy that is sadly no surprise to many who live near this busy stretch of road. They run a stop sign and they speed for no reason. Adding to the tragedy, Tyler's whole family struggling to get by in a motel that serves as a homeless shelter. The children are often looking for things to do, and there's nothing here. It's a commercial area. They took long bus rides to their middle school here in Mastic Beach, a half hour away. And their long walk home last night 
simply because the nearest playground to the shelter was so far away. Now Tyler's mom grieving and pleading for one thing. Please come forward. Please come forward. That's what this family is asking. And Suffolk County police say if you have any information on this SUV, you can certainly call the number for Crime Stoppers, 1-800-220-TIPS. Once again, 1-800-220-TIPS. They want the driver of this SUV to please speak to police or anyone who saw anything to speak to police. Also, the William Floyd School District, where this boy attended school, they say they have provided grief counselors, and the family also plans to hold a vigil for Tyler tomorrow evening. All right, and again, that story came from ABC7 in New York, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But when it comes to hit-and-run drivers, uh, you want to take a look at when they have adults, obviously, and maybe they may be just a little bit impaired or something like that. Especially when the hit and run driver caused so much chaos and mayhem and they didn't have to because you're on a street that should be doing 30, 35 miles an hour and you're barreling down there doing, you know, 40, 50, 55 and you end up causing all sorts of hate and discontent and you end up killing one person, and you end up hurting 12 others. And this story comes from ABC7 in L.A. ABC7 in L.A., and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound on story number two. And we begin with breaking news. It looked like a war zone, a car plowing through a crowded taco stand. Several people injured, one person killed. The female driver takes off running. Eyewitness News reporter Tim Pullion live in Pomona with more on this tragic late-breaking story. Tim. This is devastating. Take a look over my shoulder and you can see the chaos. The people at this taco stand did not have a chance. You can see the evidence markers, tables toppled over. There's even a vehicle underneath the tent we believe to be the suspect. The suspect is now in custody. Pomona police say the female driver crashed into this taco stand, injuring 13 people. One of them is now dead. Ten victims have been taken to the hospital. Three of them have critical injuries. The crash happened around 7.45 this evening. Air seven showing the aftermath here at Holt Avenue and Erie Street. Police have not identified the male victim killed. Authorities say the female driver ran away after the crash but turned herself in about an hour or so later. She is now in custody. Neighbors tell me this was a popular taco stand. They are saddened by this deadly tragedy. And they didn't deserve this, and it's hard. It's sad to hear because their families at home are waiting for them, and to know that they're not going to make it home just because they're working out here trying to make it out in this life, you know? So it's heartbreaking. It's just very sad to know that some individuals are not going to make it home tonight, and it's just sad because they were out here trying to make money for their family. The speed limit here is 35 miles per hour here on Holt Avenue, but neighbors tell me that people drive way too fast here. Right now, police are investigating to see if speed or alcohol was a factor in this crash. Charges are pending right now against the suspect who is in custody. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great eight. Are you listening to DestructiveDriversBusted.com, the podcast show? I'm your host, Howard Drexler, the creator of DestructiveDriversBusted.com. And I want to thank ABC7 for allowing me to use that sound. And we'll be back right after this.
You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car. You kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DestructiveDriversBuster.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Jesser, the creator of DestructiveDriversBuster.com, and of course now this podcast show. And there is nothing more important than for people to pay attention. Pay attention to this story, because this story here comes from Redondo Beach here in California. And the story comes from CBS LA. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But there's a woman who took no for an answer and went out and investigated and tracked down her son's hit-and-run driver. Now, her son is okay, battered and bruised, and he's, you know, luckily, he survived. But this mom said no. She felt that the uh, investigation was going too slow. And so listen to what she did to track down the hit-and-run driver of her son, and again, the story comes from ABC7. He, or I'm sorry, the story comes from CBS LA, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. We caught him. We got him. <laughs> we got the hit and run driver. A mother's tireless efforts to track down the person who hit her teenage son and then took off finally pays off. She never gave up, even when she says detectives' leads started going cold. She took matters into her own hands and helped lead police to a possible suspect. KKLine's Rena Nakano found out how she did it. It's been more than two weeks since 15-year-old LeBron Godoy and his e-bike were hit, run over, and dragged by a white pickup in Redondo Beach. Since the incident, his mother, Christina Evans, never stopped looking for the driver who left her badly injured son on Ringe Lane. I walked literally door to door. She posted on every social media app, begging neighbors for their security footage. One by one, the community stepped up. Oh, I'm so thankful. This neighbors caught the whole thing, but no visible license plate. Then this one, but again, too fast, no license plate. Then on September 22nd, another neighbor saw a truck matching the description, videotaped it and sent it to Evan saying, could this be it? tried with our phones and zooming in, zooming out. Evans recruited the help of her sister, an art teacher who was able to enhance the license plate. She immediately emailed it to Redondo Beach Police. Evans says she believes that that is when the investigation really seemed to move forward. On October 4th, Lomita Sheriff's deputies spotted the truck at the Arco station in Rolling Hills. They spoke to the driver and arrested him. He has now been released while the investigation continues. It had to be the community to help us, otherwise this wouldn't have, 
we wouldn't have caught him. Evans says she's now working on an e-bike resource website set to launch next week that teaches riders and drivers, young and old, the great and dangerous sides of e-bikes. E-bikes exploded on the scene and our laws and our regulations have not caught up with that. In the meantime, Evans is focusing on LeBron's road to recovery. The Redondo Union High School basketball player isn't able to dribble the ball yet, but with time and physical therapy, she hopes he'll be back on the court soon. He's really resilient, so I have total faith in him that he's you know, going to get through this. In Redondo Beach, I'm Rhianna Nakano, KCAL 9 News. All right, again, that story comes from CBS LA, and I appreciate them for allowing me to do this down. And good for this mom who didn't take no for an answer when she felt that the investigations were not drawing in the leads and stuff. It took the whole neighborhood to help out. Good families, good neighbors. This is what America is. Helping each other, not backstabbing them or screwing people over. All right. Anyways, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, uh, well, that's going to put another wrap on another show here. I appreciate everyone who allows me to use their audio. And congratulations to this woman. This mom went above and beyond to get what she wanted. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Until the next show, please be safe. Remember, I don't want to die today. Do you? Don't let anyone take the same as a time within your own hourglass. Be safe, everybody.